What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. No Dino today, but Ray, we are continuing on with our Fix the Franchise series. And honestly, I don't even want to call this a rebuild because it's not a rebuild because the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl 2025. But we have our New York Jets today. I fucking can't wait. I love that we're doing this without Dean, too. I can't wait for him to hear this. We haven't even told him yet. I'm not going to tell him until we drop it, too. It's going to be great. Uh, fuck that guy. But massive offseason this this year. Um, they got to get creative for sure just because we we don't have the the capital and draft and the funds that we've had in the past. But, I mean, let's be real. This is probably the best situation besides last year that we've been going into. So uh, I think they can get it done, but it's gonna, they, they got to hit because yeah. this is a do-or-die year for this whole regime. Yeah, I would venture to say that. Um, we were in a really good spot last off season too, you know, when they, they, you know, you bring in Aaron Rodgers and, you know, our defense is ready made, but I would also say this off season, we're also in a really good spot because we still have Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and a ready-made defense. Um, and, that's yeah. another thing too. I, I think our defense going into last off season, we, we knew it, what we thought we knew what it was, but there was always that. Maybe it was a one-year thing. You know what I mean? They played a bunch of, like, third-string quarterbacks was the narrative. Um, but we saw what that defense is. That defense is championship caliber. Right. So MetLife turf. It's got to chill and give us a fucking chance. 12th man, the MetLife turf. Um, all right, let's get into it. So, like we said, 2023, I mean, we just started with so much optimism. Coming off a season where they had offensive and defensive rookies of the year, Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. Um, the Jets obviously made the big move in the offseason to trade for Aaron Rodgers to lead this team to the promised land. They supported him. They hired his buddies. They hired Nathaniel Hackett to be this offensive coordinator. They brought in Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb to help fill out the wide receiver room. This team was ready-made, especially on defense. And with Rodgers under center, they and us had Super Bowl aspirations um, the season quickly ended four plays into the season. Rodgers went down with his Achilles injury. Zach Wilson just thrusted right back into the starting role. Uh, three quarterbacks later, 13 offensive line combinations later, they end the season 7-10. and 10. Have publicly stated that um, GM Joe Douglas, head coach Robert Sala, Nathaniel Hackett, and everybody else on the staff is coming back. We are just running it right back in 2025. Breakfast ball, baby. Yeah, you can say that again. So they find themselves right back in the thick of it for this upcoming season. Ray, I'll give you one minute. You can vent on this season. It's not going to take one minute. It just takes <laughs> two words, four plays. Um, my crazy-ass brain was psychotic enough to, after I think maybe it was four days or so, I was able to talk myself back into the season just because of our defense and Brees Hall. Um yeah, that's that's what being fanatic is, right? We're just we're kind of fucking crazy and delusional. I still maintain our defense. I mean, who knows what our defense can do in the playoffs? But we need we need a quarterback, and Zach Wilson again just obviously didn't get it done. I will always maintain that benching him for Tim fucking Boyle was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I've I've never spent worse money than spending. $200 to go see Tim Boyle starting at the Miami Dolphins on Black Friday. <laughs> that was that pick six. That's, I mean, this, I'll end on that. That pick six at the end of the half was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> By far, I, I could, I could have grown up in fucking Flint, Michigan. I still never see something that bad. That was fucking 
um yeah i've told this this little anecdote on on a bunch of pods when we vent about the jets um but i would say my brother was at, at the first game and i remember him texting me 10 minutes before kickoff saying i've never heard the stadium this loud and we were season ticket holders from time we were seven so we've been to a lot of jet games and he said i've never heard the stadium this loud rogers running out the tunnel and then he texted me about 15 minutes after that he said i've never heard the stadium this quiet before <laughs> and this, it was just like a complete 180 and the season was over um but hey um we did get some good play out of our defense this year a lot of things to look forward to in this upcoming season Let's take a look back quickly at our past draft in 2023. In the first round, they took Will McDonald, which I'm not giving up hope on Will. Um, he barely got to play this year. And honestly, I thought when he did play, he looked okay, especially in pass rush sets. Um, he still got to get stronger and tougher against the run, but very limited snaps. And that was clearly a move for this season. Um, they missed not taking an offensive lineman, though. Um, in the second round, they took our guy, Joe Tipman, who was honestly one of the bright spots of this whole season, played outstanding at center, played great at guard. So he's going to be a piece on this offensive line moving forward. In the fourth round, they took Carter Warren, was another rotational offensive tackle, did not play well this year in his, in his limited sets. Um, but they knew he was kind of a project coming in. He's got long arms. Um, had pretty good feet, so he'll be on this roster and uh, hopefully can grow a little bit more. In the fifth round, they took Izzy Abanacanda, running back from Pittsburgh. This is a guy that I love coming out of college. I think he's going to be able to show that he's a really good player as a backup to Brees Hall in this upcoming season. And I think, especially down the stretch, they tried to give him some more run um, with Dalvin Cook you know, on the back end of his career. And then in the sixth round, they took... Uh, linebackers at your Barnes, um, who could be a piece for them uh, in this upcoming season as a as a rotational backer. Um, let's talk about some foundational whoa, whoa, pieces. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna skip on Jarek Bernard Converse and Zach Kuntz. Like, I am going plays? to I'm going to skip them. Um, yeah, they they mean nothing for me. I don't know. I, I can see Bernard Converse uh, maybe taking on a bigger role this next year, safety nickel, especially if. They don't. I mean, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But if they don't extend MC, uh, I think Bernard Converse is definitely they're definitely gonna have to rely on in the next couple of years. Yeah. All right. Well, you're a better man than me. Uh, let's <laughs> let's talk about some foundational pieces. We do actually have a lot. Let's let's go through them. Yeah. I mean, Sauce Gardner. Got to start with him. Um, on the positive this year, I know a lot of people talk shit about his rookie year, saying he was a hold merchant. Uh, one-year wonder, all that stuff. He really did back up his play this year. I think he's the, pretty much solidified himself as a top three, if not the best cornerback in the league. He's the best sure, he, he doesn't have the pick numbers. I know Asante Samuel, cry more. Uh, I, I'm convinced Asante Samuel is so salty because the year that Revis had his fucking lockdown year in like 09, uh, Asante Samuel had like nine picks, so he just didn't get talked about though, and I th I'm pretty sure it's because of that. That's why he's so Cry, pissed. bitch. Yeah. Um, but Sauce Gardner is top cornerback in the league. Garrett Wilson, another two back-to-back 1,000-yard -back receiving years to start his career. I think he's a top 10, top 15 wide receiver easily. He's got so much juice. He's got to um, work on the fumbling issues. But besides that, I think with Aaron Rodgers under center, I will be taking him to have 1,500 yards receiving again this year. We want to talk about the rest of my futures. That I, I was going to but... say, I don't know if I can handle more futures. 
<laughs> my bank it. account was just erased by how many futures I had. I'll, I'll say this driving home from New England and going through our futures that we had was the most depressed I've ever been in my life <laughs> from the New England home game. Brutal. Um, Jermaine Johnson took another, he's another one that second year step he took. He's a legit edge rusher, he's got pro ball potential. Uh, a lot of pressure. I think what seven and a half sacks he had this year. Yep. He he was just a menace behind the uh, the line of scrimmage all year. And then Brees Hall, that 2022 draft class is going to go down in history for the Jets, I think, uh, franchise wise. Because Brees Hall's another one. He looks like a top three running back in the league. Um, I'll let you talk on some of the other pieces. I, I touched on the 22 class. Yeah. Um, some other guys, obviously. Um, Quinn Williams, obviously the notable one on this defensive line, just. Has been outstanding, gets triple teamed, and just doesn't have the numbers this year that he did in the previous year. But we know what impact he makes on this defense. His brother has been an absolute light for this team over the past three years. Quincy Williams, I mean, we were talking about Quincy two years ago saying he hasn't figured it out yet. But fuck, does this guy just play his ass off every single play? And he's just continued to improve and get better and get smarter playing next to C.J. Mosley, and he saw the breakout this year, an all-pro, um, which was so well-deserved. He played unbelievable this season. Um, I also have ABT listed. Um, he's a guy that they want to build around on this offensive line, just hasn't stayed healthy the past two years, so hopefully um, he can stay healthy for this season and the remainder of his career because he's a damn good football player when he's on the field. Yeah, I mean, and we didn't even talk about MC, Michael Carter, uh, the second, I think he's yep. he's another one. He's a top five slot corner in this league. He's so fucking underrated because you got Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed getting all the shine outside, but that guy's a legit fucking uh, bona fide star in my opinion. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, they, they, a lot of pieces like you said, and Quint, the, the regime doesn't get enough credit for their hits. I don't think the the low key hits in the sense of Bryce Huff undrafted free agent, uh, JFM on waivers, and then Quincy Williams get him on waivers develop him he hits the open market and you bring him back buy him low and then he has his fucking breakout year so retaining Quincy was one of the best moves if not the best move they had last offseason yeah dude what was he getting it was a three for 18 something, or something like, like that. that I think it was like 15 but yeah something like sick that deal absolutely sick deal and obviously with his brother here for the long term um they want to keep playing together um so that's just a great piece that you have moving forward um, let's talk about some team needs because this team, while they do have a lot of pieces, they still need help. Um, I'm going to start with offensive line and especially the tackle position. Um, it was pathetic pretty much all year. As pathetic as our quarterback play was, I would argue that our offensive line play was just as bad. So I think that's definitely where they need to start. What else you got for for team needs, though? Yeah, I mean, I think there's – there's maybe there may not be a more universal like mock draft positional fit than Jets taking tackle right now. I've, I haven't seen anything other than that. Yeah, you see the occasional uh, fun fun ones where people have them taking either a wide receiver or Brock Bowers. Where, I mean, depending on what they do in free agency, who knows? But it's so hard to get uh, quality to above average tackles on the open market. They just flat out don't hit free agency. So I think tackle is the biggest need draft wise. And then also you need a wide receiver two to pair with Garrett Wilson. Um, I think I personally think that Lazard will take a step up with Rogers coming back. I know me included. We all as jet fans fucking despise that guy. Um, yes. He's for someone who's six, four or six, three, he can't make a contested catch to save his life. The soccer as warmups 
just like <laughs> absolutely no self-awareness whatsoever. Um, he was a healthy scratch playing soccer on the fucking sidelines. Insane. Um, that being said, you, you need to go get a, a number two target for Aaron Rodgers to deal with. So I think they'll address that in free agency personally. And then other than that, uh, defensive tackle, you need to get more, I think, early down defensive tackle depth. I think on third down, you have some guys who can slide in and rush from the inside. But uh, big uh, Al Woods is going to be a free agent. Uh, Je- Jefferson is going to be a free agent. Solomon Thomas is a free agent who we'll talk about him. But uh, you got to go address the interior of that defensive front for sure. Yeah, and I'll throw one more in there. Um, about maybe a backup quarterback. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, what, what do you you guys think? Uh, we could use one. I mean, I'll you Fuck you pay Christ. the top of the market. You 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 reset the market for backup quarterback now. You have to. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm I'm giving dude. If Gardner Minshew actually hits the market, like I'm giving Gardner like 15 million. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I signed Gardner for three years. Oh my god! Yeah. Are you kidding? I would definitely sign. I'd give him like three years, like twenty one million dollar deal. Yeah. It's like two years guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right, let's talk about their cap space and free agents. Um, so as it currently stands, they only have seven million projected in cap space. Twenty first in the NFL, but they do have fifty two players under contract. The notable free agents: Bryce Huff, obviously we mentioned the big one, just an outstanding year. Um, as an edge rusher, just completely continues to round out his game in really nice fashion. Makai Becton, who they drafted a few years ago, they declined his fifth-year option. He stayed healthy this year, which was major for him, a major win for him, but had some struggles um, playing tackle. Connor McGovern in interior offensive lineman, Jordan Whitehead at safety, Ashton Davis at safety. Um, the interior defensive line trio you mentioned, Jefferson, Woods, Solomon Thomas, all free agents. Um, Carl Lawson finally getting off the books. Pretty rough for for Carl Lawson. Sorry, bud. It was a, a rough stint in New York. Um, and then I'll also list um, the big three, our special teams, Justin Hardy, Greg Zerline, and Thomas Morissette. Honestly, three of the biggest bright spots for this whole season. Yeah, for sure. Um I think those three have to be brought back. I think you can probably deal with maybe let Morstead walk, but and even I guess but like Hardy, I think he's a culture guy. I think you and I just love the energy he brings and he's just damn good gunner. So I think he's someone you definitely have to bring back. And Greg Zerline's just been so damn consistent where he, he deserves to get paid. If you're gonna pay you have to pay a kicker, so might as well make it Greg Zerline. Uh, other guys who you have to I think retain, um Solomon Thomas, man, uh, I was a hater on him before this year, but he had he had the best year of his career. I think he's someone that you definitely bring back. Uh, Jefferson is probably gonna. He had such a good year where I feel like he's probably gonna get paid some more somewhere else where you really just can't afford to retain him. So he's gonna walk, and then obviously the big, the big one is Bryce Huff. Yeah, figure out a way to keep him in the building, uh, or at at the very least, you cannot let that guy walk for free. Yeah. It's it's got yeah I I really don't know what they do I really think they drafted Will McDonald last year as just saying Bryce Huff is going to be a free agent we're not going to be able to pay him and Will McDonald is taking over in his role but I I agree with what you said if you can't get a deal done it has to be a tag and trade he just played so I think like I don't even know if it was like they drafted Will thinking that they can't pay Bryce I think maybe they thought that they he was just like ultimately replace him. But Bryce Huff just played so, so well as a pass yeah. rusher. 
Like I think letting your best pass rusher leave at, and he's still at such a young age is just it's just not smart. I go back and forth on it because the plan is the plan clearly was to have Will McDonald replace him, but at the same time you got Carl Lawson going. So and they play so many defensive ends where you can't afford to invest that much in that room just because philosophically that's what they want to do. So right. I don't know. I think you probably have to try to do whatever you can to keep Huff, Huff here. But the way he's talking, he's trying to maximize his dollars, and it just the fact of the matter is, if he hits open market, we cannot outbid people. Like he's going to yeah. leave. All right, I agree. Um, the other guy that I have uh, listed as a resign is Ashton Davis, who. Started his career kind of up and down, but this back half of the season, he played really well when he got snaps. I mean, he's a ball hawk. He's always around the football. He was making plays. He's good on special teams. And I think you can kind of get him on the cheap and, and bring him back in the secondary. Yeah, he's he has that, um, I don't know if I, it's a perfect one-to-one comparison, but he has that Quincy Williams vibe where I feel like you can extend, you can get him and you maybe be buying the best years of his career because he yeah. does he has flashed. He's someone who has missed time, but I think if you sign him for safety three money and then maybe draft someone uh, in day three, too, to like help compete and fill out that room, I'd rather sign Ashton Davis than what you'd sign uh, uh, Whitehead, Whitehead personally. Oh, not even close. Yeah. I, dude, I would probably – I know Jordan Whitehead had a, a pretty good year this year, especially with how many picks he had. I mean, he was around the football a lot. I'd argue Ashton Davis might be a better football player than, than Jordan Whitehead. And we all know uh, how much solid value is him on special teams, too. He loves yeah. he loves Ashton Davis on special teams. So I think he's someone that they will try to bring back. Right. Let's talk about some potential cuts, some restructures. Um, the first one that I have um, breaks my heart. CJ Uzama. Um, he's, owed 11, <laughs> he's owed 11 million. Uh, you can save a little over 5 million on the cap um, that's really going to hurt our NASCAR package. But um, I think this is a move that you just have to make CJ. You've been great in the locker room for us, but fuck you suck. I've uh, already, I've already committed to helping, helping him pack. So damn, that's nice yeah. of you. I, I will miss seeing the go get a Uzama third and twenties, but yeah, what's best for the team is that he's, he's Audi. Yeah. I won't drive him to the airport cause I don't care that much, but I'll pay for his Uber. Um, <laughs> Lakin Tomlinson, uh, not a cut guy, but maybe a restructure guy. He's owed nineteen million, um, so you can make some money back off of his contract. Let's, let's talk about him. I feel like he's one of the more questionable uh, decisions this offseason because the sense around Jets Twitter is that he's gone. He'll be a post June first cut, and I think they save like thirteen ish or so. Yeah, he's the only but, guy who stayed healthy. I don't. That's my point. How can you? How can you cut the one offensive lineman who stayed healthy for you the yeah. last two years? I don't I think know he was that bad this year either. I mean, like, I don't think he was. He wasn't good, but at the same time, you have a revolving door to both sides of you. It definitely, it definitely can't help. I don't know. I feel like he's someone that if you can maybe talk into taking a pay cut, that'd be obviously ideal. But I just don't see how you can cut your only healthy offensive lineman. I agree, and especially with an offensive line that. I don't think you're bringing back Becton. No, I no, don't no, think you're, I don't think you're bringing back McGovern either. ABT is coming off of an injury. Can you really afford to get rid of another starting offensive lineman? Yeah. I don't I, think so. I think McGovern's one that you could maybe bring back on the cheap again. They got him very cheap this year, coming off a season-ending injury. You, you assume you could probably bring him back on the same deal, right? If he wants to, obviously. Yeah, I just think they have. Pressing needs 
we'll get we'll get to the free agent targets, but I think if they're gonna pay up for somebody, it's gonna be a wide receiver. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, McGovern, um, you don't pay up for McGovern. What, what no, I know, but with limited cap space right now, um, I don't know. I think McGovern's like a one a million dollars. I think that's like someone where he has. Think, I think he's costing more than a million. But what did he get this year? What was his contract? Uh, you look that up, up while yeah. Um, and then the other guy I have listed. Um, is CJ Mosley. He's not on the last year of his deal. He's already got some void years, uh, but he's owed $22 million. So maybe you just add a couple more void years and just keep kicking it down the road. Um, he's played so well over these past few seasons. It's definitely slowed down a little bit, but I mean, he's been great for us, but 22 million for, uh, for an inside linebacker is, is tough. Yeah. I mean, so McGovern was one nine, 1. 1.9. He got, okay. Um, yeah, right. CJ Mosley's another, I think, really tough decision. Not so, like, he played so well this year, but I think he did slow down towards the end of the year. But I mean, who I, that's just me being nitpicky. But maybe if you could, he's someone that I feel like you have to try to come to like some terms with him. And he seems like a leader where maybe he will take a pay cut, uh, to try to help get some more talent in here. But it's tough because he, I don't think you can cut him, you can't cut that guy. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got an yeah. inflated contract. But oh no, you can't cut him. You can't cut him. Yeah, I don't know if you can can push more more void years uh, down for him. I think he's uh, do you have any do you have anybody else next year? Um, anyone else uh, restructure wise? Yeah, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of restructures. So I think I think DJ Reed probably will get restructured. I think you can restructure JFM. I think you can even restructure Quinnen just because he's here for so long. Might as well just spread that shit out. Right. Uh, this is a this is a win now team as much as there, there is in football. So I think you kind of just do what you got to fucking do. You got to make some space to be able to go get a tackle and a wide receiver too on the open market. Yeah. You take a page out of the old, uh, the old new Orleans saints playbook yeah. where, where you're, uh, you're 90 million over the cap with three structures. Dude, it's all paper money anyway, for the most part, where like, you just gotta fucking do it, dude. Just, yeah. you just gotta do it. I hear you. All right. Let's talk about some free agent targets. Um, this is not a free agent target, but let's talk about them trading for Devontae Adams because that was the first thing I had listed. Um, I feel like this just makes way too much sense. The Raiders didn't want to do it last offseason. They have since hired Antonio Pierce. Um, they are not in a win window right now. I feel like it makes sense for them to trade Devontae Adams, and I think the Jets need to do everything they can for him. Um, let's talk about possible trade packages. Um I think it would be somewhere along the lines of a pick swap in this draft where they're coming up four spots from, from 13 to 10. There's a three spots, whatever. Um, so you pick swap there. So the Jets move back to 13 and then maybe two threes. Uh, I think, I think I could have a two next year at least. I think it'd probably be a two next year, maybe even a four this year. I think it's expensive. If I'm being completely honest, I think once Antonio Pierce got hired back uh, at in Vegas, I don't think he's going. I don't. I think he's staying there. Um, really? I don't think it's. I don't think it's a reasonable, realistic opportunity. I think personally, I think the most realistic opportunity is Mike Evans. I think that's target number one. I don't think he's going to get tagged in Tampa Bay. I'm not sure if he's even able to get tagged. I don't know if he's one of those guys who like restructured where they said he can't get tagged anymore. Um, but I think he's, I think he's not, he's option number one. And to be honest, maybe like really the only true 
option, like true, like big wide receiver option. I think they're going to do whatever they can to get a big name and make a splash. I think it's going to be Evans. I like it. Um, I have some other um, lower tiered guys too that they need to fill up this wide receiver room. Um, a guy like Noah Brown, who's had an awesome year for, for for Houston, um, and another guy like KJ Osborne, a little bit physical. Um, nice to be a wide receiver three. Um, if you can bring in somebody else, uh, who else did you have for so, for free agents? So in terms of team building, I don't know. I think they're. I I don't think. So I think it's going to be a big name at wide receiver. I don't think they're going to be getting many depth pieces besides maybe a, a day three guy in the draft. So the way I'm thinking about the filling out this wide receiver room, I think you got Garrett obviously penciling at one. Whether you like it or not, Lazard's in there, and he's probably penciled at number three. Yeah. And I know a lot of people like bitch at that, but like he's there. Like there's no, he's not going anywhere. He can't go anywhere. Can't go and, anywhere. Like he's going to be active. So he's going to be getting reps with Aaron Rodgers on the field. That's just a fact. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Gibson as your change of pace uh, gadget type of guy. Yeah. As the, as wide receiver four. And they really only car- they only carry, f- I don't think Brownlee's going to be on the roster. I think he'll compete, but I don't think he will be. Um. So that's, that's four guys I just listed, or I guess potentially four, assuming that, wide receiver two they bring in and then they're only going to have five guys and then the sixth guy is going to be reserved for a special teams player so i think it's gonna be like an irv charles Charles. guy yeah so i i think it's much more likely they go with the big name and then they bring in a day three wide receiver a young guy to try to groom on the cheap i don't know if there's gonna be many free agents that they bring in i don't think they can bring in multiple wide receivers this year personally yeah um but other names we already said backup quarterback i think jacoby Brissett, garner Minshew. Uh, one of those two make a ton of sense, even uh, Tyrod Taylor. And then um, offensive line-wise, it's tough because, like I said, tackles don't really hit the mark. I think Jonah Williams is a name that you're going to have to hear. Um, and then some of the names that I think you're going to hear, which I, I'm not sure if I'm too confident on, uh, Tyron Smith from Dallas. He's another one who hasn't really been able to stay healthy. He's been getting banged up, but he, when he's on the field, he's elite. And then, obviously, Bakhtiari. Um, I don't know how he'll survive on this turf. I don't know, but again, he's going to be a name that's going to get brought up for sure. And then, um, defensive side of the ball, I think some defensive tackle. I think like maybe like a DJ reader makes some sense, uh, to fill out the defensive tackle room, but I don't think you're going to see us spending big money and big assets on the defensive side of the ball. I think you got to go. Yeah. I think this, this off this off season is all offense. Yeah. Um, some offensive line guys that I had. Um, maybe a little cheaper options. Um, Ezra Cleveland, who we've mentioned for a couple teams, can play guard or can play tackle. Isaiah Wynn also has a little versatility to kick outside. Um, and then uh, maybe a veteran like Donovan Smith from Kansas City who's played left tackle for them um, could maybe get uh, on a cheaper-ish deal. Um, defensively, um, for the interior defensive line, I was thinking maybe maybe Fletcher Cox. Um, I know that Philly room right now, um, is kind of in disarray. Maybe he wants to get out. Maybe he sees the Jets as an option where he we, can go win a Super Bowl and we maybe made a get him on a cheap deal. We made a massive push for him last year too. Yeah. So, if I think they paid him like ten mil this year, if you can maybe get that down to like a seven and a half million dollar deal or something like that, where he's thirty three years old, but. I mean, having him and Quinnen, even though he's on the back half of his career, like Fletcher Cox can still play. Yeah. Um. Any, yeah, no, anybody uh, else you got? 
Yeah, I think uh, Lloyd Cushenberry, the center from Denver, I think makes a lot of sense. You can uh, slide Tipman to guard. I think Tipman home may be guard in the future anyway. Um, so I think if you can get, I think you really need to get two starting off the linemen in free agency and then probably draft one at 10 too and then just play your best fucking guys. So yeah. um, I think Cushenberry makes a lot of sense. Um, besides that, it's just so hard to like kind of, Yes, I, I really do think McGovern's someone that you want to bring back to on the cheap because he's someone who can start in a pinch at either center or guard. So I think he's a good depth uh, signing to retain. All right. All right. Let's get to the draft. Um, Jets have seven picks. Um, they have no second round pick from the Aaron Rodgers trade because he didn't play 65% of snaps. He only played 0.0001% of snaps. Is that what the final? Was that the final? No, I don't know. <laughs> um, but if I had to guess, that's probably pretty close um for all you jets fanatics out there because we know a lot of our listen listeners are jet fans um we said fuck the three-round mock because we're only gonna get two picks we're doing a seven-round mock for the jets um so let's get after it uh we said no trades though yeah no trades no okay. trades let's start this puppy up Machine going five. <laughs> Let's yeah, absolutely crazy. Let's read it out uh, for the people. Drake May went one. Kayla Williams two. Marvin Harrison three. Malik Neighbors at four. Cooper DeGene, little surprise there at five. Jaden Daniels to the Giants at six. Um, Joe Alt at seven. Olu Pashanu at eight. Brock Bowers at nine. Um, so this is a spot right where we talked about maybe a maybe a fun draft. Maybe we draft Roma Dunze here. Yeah, I mean, I personally think that I, – I really do think Brock Bowers is going to be in play for us, which I don't like saying out loud. But um, <laughs> besides that, I think right now I think we have to go tackle here. Um, I think it's between uh, Fuaga, obviously, and Latham. What are your thoughts on this? I've given my opinion more times than I can count. Oh, um, right now I have Latham over Fuaga. I have Latham at three. Um this is tough. I feel like they both kind of fit too. And they're both right tackles too, which is um pretty interesting. Yeah. I don't know. What are you what are you thinking? Should we go Latham? Go your guy? I mean, that's my guy. You know I want Latham. But it's also I just want to talk about this because like just the, the fact that they're both right tackles. I don't see because we didn't really touch on this. I don't see a way where AVT is not penciling that left tackle. I just don't see it. Like who? Who? Like how are we gonna get? Unless like they get one of those like older veterans, and then yeah, we're gonna be in the same situation. But like, I just think that he's it, or let's just say a tackle spot. I I feel like for this offensive line, he's gotta be a one tackle, and in this situation, it's gonna be left. So I think we go J.C. Latham, the the man that right tackle spot. All right, I like it. So we're gonna take J.C. Latham here at pick ten. Uh, we won't have a pick in the second round, so we'll have a pick. In the third round, and we'll see where we are at pick 72. Um, JJ McCarthy here. <laughs> um, some guys I'm looking at Rook, um, who we drafted for a bunch of teams, but we need interior defensive line help. I like that. Um, some wide receivers, Jalen McMillan, Ooh, Dwayne Carter, too, is interesting from Duke. He's a good player. I haven't really seen him much, to be honest. Dude, he, he's a good player. He's got. He's got some pass rush moves, man. It's a little lighter, but um, next to Quinnen, I think he would thrive. I, I kind of like Braden Fix 
I like Fisk too. I think I would take Carter or Rook over him. Interesting. I mean, I feel like let's, let's, who like what offensive position do you think we address here? Obviously, wide receiver be considered. Yeah, should we go another big guy who can't catch and Johnny Wilson? <laughs> uh, no, nah, hold off on that one. I kind of <laughs> like Roman Wilson, but I also like some. I think like like some later uh, wide receivers too, where I think we can get someone. Um, I think we can hold off on wide receiver here, to be honest. Uh, but like, so what other positions do you think defensive? If we're going just in general, do you, we double up on offensive line? Um, I wouldn't hate doubling up on the offensive line. Um, got a guy like Christian Haynes from from UConn, uh, Christian Mahogany from from Boston College, who I haven't watched yet, um, but I know he's got some good pub. I don't know what he's thinking. Cooper Beebe. Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Let's see what other. Uh... Damn, offensive line's barren in round three, huh? Keep going. And uh, we might be able to wait on these some of these guys. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Zinter. Fucking A, man. Blake so, Fisher. Blake Fisher. It's a tough one. Um, I don't know. Who do you, who do you think here? Who do you think? I think we go with one of the interior defensive guys. Yeah. I think we go Rook or Dwayne Carter. I'll let you make the pick. You know, we haven't taken we've taken Rook on a couple. Let's take Dwayne Carter here. He's a good player. Okay. All right. So Dwayne Carter out of Duke interior defensive line in the third round. Um, yeah, he's got some good pass rush moves. Um, he's like pretty mature in that aspect. And for a lot of these interior defensive line guys, you don't get that. Yeah. And I think in the Jets front, where they love to attack with four, I think he'd be a real nice piece, especially where Quinnen gets doubled and tripled so often. Um we're in the fourth round here at 111. I mean, I'm looking at Cedric Friend Pran. I am center as well. from, from Georgia. Or Zach Zinter, the guard from Michigan. I'm good with either of them. I think uh Van Pran is makes a lot of sense, to be honest. I think you can get him at center, the long term center, and we can have uh Timman play guard. Yes, exactly. Like it. All right. We're taking Cedric Friend Pran. From Georgia at 111 in the fourth round. We are back on the clock in the fifth Why, round. I this is where we go wire receiver. Seven. Um, yeah, let's take a look. Ooh, your boy, Tommy Eichenberg, sitting out there, though, Ray. I know. We need wire receiver, though. And um, I'm, I'm going to take my boy. Scroll down. He's going to be down there a little bit. Whittington. Yeah, too early? Yeah. No, not too early. He'll be he'll be gone before this in real life. All right. Get my boy pick, in it. Pick 147. For Ray at, at round five, Jordan Whittington from Texas, big physical receiver, plays in the slot a little bit. Um, a probably lot. will end up taking snaps from from Lazard. Um, we're at pick one eighty seven in the sixth round now. Uh, where do you where do you go here? Um, here I think Jalen Ford makes sense. I think you need to get a linebacker, another linebacker in this room to help. Um, just some dart throws for when CJ Mosley eventually gets uh gone so i think uh, any any of the linebackers still chambers maybe he's someone who's still new to the position and he's got that athleticism and range he's he flashed a little bit he's but he's still raw so i think yeah that's someone... I, li- I, I like ford better i think like ford i like ford as yeah. well all right let's take jalen ford linebacker from texas here in the sixth round at pick 187 got a couple picks here 
in the seventh round, 229, 255, and 256. One of these pickers, one of these picks is going to be Will Reichert. Always. We, uh, we talked about bringing back Zerlon. <laughs> Always take Will uh, Best player available here? Um, look at the tight end position for me. Ooh, if you don't mind. Ion, CTF. Tight end might be depleted at this point. Uh, ooh, Keithy. Keep scrolling. Brevin Spent, Ford. I, I think he's going to go. This is as far as it goes. Only got four tight ends, five tight Damn. ends. Left. I was looking for what's his name from Washington. Oh, he's probably gone. Westover. Yeah. You think he goes this? Like, I, I didn't know how high he was going to be ranked. That's what yeah, he was... he's, dude, he's an underrated player. I, I fucking love get that. a lot of looks because they throw the ball a lot to the outside part of the field. They really don't look to the middle, but. Um, he's like that H. I, I feel like he's like a nice little H back, like move tight end. I fucking he's love gonna te- he's gonna test well. Apparently, I, I like um, Eric All too. Personally, he's one of my top fives. Uh, summer scouting, yuck. Um, <laughs> I'm down to take Eric All here. Big blocking tight end. Um, get in that room with Conklin and, and Ruckert. All right, we got back to back picks here to end the draft. Two fifty six, uh, two fifty five, and two fifty six. Um, I love taking a running back here. Oh. Um, Jacquez Hunter or Carson Steele. I'm a big fan of Carson Steele. Give me a white running back. Go ahead, man. It's your pick. That's how was, a white man runs a football. <laughs> I was going to say Devin Leary. Uh, you want to take Devin Leary here? Yeah, dart throw. Any other quarterbacks here? I don't think there are any other quarterbacks, but we can look. Damn, Devin. Dude, what about Carter, Carter Bradley from South Alabama? Not, not familiar with his game. Go Devin Damn. Leary. All right, we'll take Devin Leary with the last pick in the draft. I think that was a good one for us. I feel like we're um, going to get a bad grade, though. C-plus is my prediction, which is always is a good sign. C-plus? Yeah. I'll give us a B-minus. Oh, it's looking real bad. Oh, it's a C-plus. Let's go, right? <laughs> I fucking knew they were going to hate on it. Jordan Whittington and F, fucking losers. I can't wait for <laughs> Screenshot this. I can't wait to use that to shit on PFF. Love that. Um so let, let's talk about the draft, though, b- before we get out of here. So Jets are sitting at 10, like you said. I think a lot of people have just penciled in tackle at this spot, um, but we've also seen maybe one of the wide receivers fall to this spot, and you you know, you know take one of them. Um, are you planning – not planning, but are you hoping that they hold a 10 and take one of these tackles, or are you thinking maybe a trade back? Because there are a lot of tackles that I like in this class. I think you can move back into the late teens, early 20s, and still get a good player and maybe recruit some day two capital. I think Joe Douglas, like he he says it all the time, but he'll always answer the phone. I think trade back is a real possibility. And to be honest, I think even trade up is a real possibility. We've seen him be aggressive as shit in his uh, stint with the Jets, where I don't know, they don't really have the ammo to do it, but I can see them giving up a second next year to try to move up a couple spots that they really think someone's going to take a tackle and who's like falling if their number one tackle falls a little bit. So I think that that they're always going to be open, a spot that they can move off of. You know what I mean? Like they're never right. going to be like uh, strapped into their first round draft pick. Yeah. And uh, we've talked about this in an off season where this season is for your job for, for Douglas, for Sala. I think they got to just say, fuck it and go all in. That's true, too. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? No, just the fact that uh, Jets are winning the 2025 Super Bowl. Ohio State's winning 2025 Natty. So let's go. Damn. Book it now. Two for two. All right. 
That's going to wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our New York Jets rebuild. Stay locked in with us. We got one more for Fix the Franchise. We got the LA Chargers coming up. And then we're going to start hitting some position rankings. The quarterbacks are just a few weeks away. So stay tuned for that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue towards this 2024 NFL Draft. Ray, my friend, appreciate you.